Welcome to the Better the Pond podcast. In each episode, Warren Berry, CEO and founder of Instinctive Solutions, talks to amazing people doing incredible things that lead the charge of generosity. We'll discover what makes each guest a bit of an odd duck and how they continue to better the pond around us. The migration starts right now with our host, Warren Berry. everyone, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Better the Pond podcast, the Flying V edition, where we talk to incredible people who are creating impact and ripples on the pond. My name is Warren Berry, and I'm your host and the founder of Instinctive Solutions, where we believe that everyone is an odd duck, but that's what makes them awesome. Today, my guest is Mike Nunn, COO of TLC Solutions in Vancouver, Canada. Technology? Ever heard of it? Neither did I until I started talking to Mike. Mike and his team have discovered a way to bring joy into technology, thus Technology. Mike is a lifelong learner getting results and creating impact. Mike is all about creating consistency, aligning, and communicating what true north is. Whether it is in business, family, relationships, he helps people find their north star. Mike's statement to the world? Only compare yourself to yesterday's version of yourself knowing that you are the person that you are truly accountable to. TLC also runs a program called Technology Joy for Kids, where they partner with big brothers and big sisters as well as BC Tech to promote technology to those who may not have the capacity to. Thank you, Mike and TLC Solutions, for everything that you do to better the pond. All right, so Mike Nunn, you are the CEO of TLC Solutions. Wow. Uh, Technically COO for now, uh, soon to be CEO. Ah, okay. So, so soon to be CEO. I thought you already had that title. Right? I've already well, given I'm it on the me. journey. Okay. On the journey. Well, thanks. I'll take the promotion. I'll let our owner know. Love it. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind. Warren <laughs> said so. That's right. Uh, we met uh, in. Uh, we'll give Tech Canada a little plug and our friend Robert Hunt. So we met uh, when I was speaking to your group, and. Um, and in, in talking to you and, and the things that you're doing with your company, you really struck me as someone that I wanted, we want to kind of share what you're doing. And that's the whole idea of the Better the Pond podcast. So with all that said, Mike Nunn, welcome to your very first inaugural Better the Pond podcast. It's great to have you. Love it. Thanks, Warren. I am, I'm excited. I'm truly excited. You are correct. First podcast, podcast ever for me. So excited for the conversation. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. So, um, as uh, as COO, soon to be CEO, uh, actually, Mike, can you tell us a little bit about TLC? What do you What do you guys do? And put in a kind of a synopsis of what the, what's the company about? What's what What's everything you guys do to make the world a better place? Great question. Uh, I always like to lead with our why. Too often, yeah. people lead with their what, but our why. Uh, we deliver technology. So let me ask you, Warren. When I say technology, what comes to mind? New word. Maybe you've never heard of it before. I have never heard of it, but um, I would say the first thing that pops into my head is is making making having fun with technology. Bingo. So as a company, IT can be this boring, complex thing that a lot of people find mysterious or an unknown. We want to bring the joy. We want to bring the fun to technology. So at a, at a very high level, our why and our vision for the business is we deliver technology joy because that's what we want to do in everything that we strive to do in our business, internally or externally with our clients. So 
that's the number one. That's the biggest part of our true north. And what we do as a business is delivering technology. Um, we're on a mission in the end. We're going to be a category of one MSP IT solutions provider in North America. That's our goal. Um, we want to be a company that profitizes your IT. So we want to be the company that uses our IT superpower to enable companies, other businesses, to unleash their superpower. So taking that IT complexity, that IT unknown, and really turning it into something that drives profit, enhances culture, uh, enables competitive advantage, and absolutely advances operational efficiencies. So at a high level, that's what we're looking to do in our business. Okay, so I need you to take that and I need you to dumb it down for me. So, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, to dumb it down. Yeah. But sim simplify it for me. I, I'm, I'm, and now you've, you've really got my attention. We didn't get a chance to talk a lot in person because I was doing all the talking, uh, which I do a lot of. But, <laughs> um, but I'd really like to know if you kind of if you simplified that a little bit and say how what is it that you like? Give me some examples of what you would do for an organization so we can understand this a little bit better. Yeah, no, great question. So as, as a business grows, as a business scales, it reaches a point where it has a decision. And it's one of two ways that a business can go. One is you internalize IT, you hire IT professionals onto your team, you start your IT department. It usually starts off with one person doing IT off the side of their desk. It's a small startup or a smaller business, or somebody in the business has an affinity to do IT. They like IT. Um, so it becomes their rock. It becomes their thing that they do. At some point, as business scales and IT becomes more complex, the business has to make the decision, do they go all in on that IT internal team, or do they outsource that IT to a company like TLC Solutions? So we have a full staff of dedicated IT professionals who are constantly staying on top of certifications and latest technologies, and we are that outsourced or augmented IT team for businesses. So we handle everything from day-to-day -day help desk support to server migrations and cybersecurity support, uh, 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 virtual phone systems, a variety of different IT technologies and infrastructures and hardware mm -hmm. um, to take that worry away from businesses and a need per se to have their own internal IT team or else we work with an IT uh, internal IT team. No, it's interesting. I, it is funny as because as business scales, you'll see that they'll hire, the, you know, they'll have the one person, but yeah. that one person may not really know, right? They may have, they may like it, Bingo. but they don't know it. And then of course, if something goes sideways, we know how that can go. So having an organization like yours, have like TLC saying, hey, we're going to come in and we'll actually do this for you. You don't have to worry about it. We'll fully support you. We'll fully help you. We got a help desk. You can do what you do best. Let us do what we do best. Bingo. 100%. That's our goal. Love it. Yeah. It's Love fun. It. That's fantastic. It's fun. It is. Cool. It's a fun world. I uh, Personally, I'm a non-technical. My background isn't IT. Uh, so it's been a fun journey for me in the last 14, 15 months to, to join this, join the company and join this industry and learn a ton about everything IT and infrastructure uh, and the support that we bring clients. And it's it's been fantastic. One of the things that's really interesting too, it's an, or it's a business that'll they'll never stop. I mean, it's just constantly, and then and, and as well, it's going at, at a like a blazingly fast pace. And we're looking at all of AI and things that are coming in now, and some of the stuff that's coming out actually just blows my mind how how what what computers can do. So, yeah, 
green up well, the prevalence on top of just AI, but basics around cybersecurity, um, it, it, the need for having strong cybersecurity infrastructure, um, it, it's growing exponentially daily. We hear regularly about cyber attacks, large and small businesses. So being, um, I would say, current and on top of everything latest and greatest on IT cybersecurity, that's, that's what our team does. We have our own tools like OneLock. Uh, to be able to protect our clients to the best of their ability and our ability. Nothing's 100% in the cybersecurity world. Uh, it's always evolving, but we've always got the latest and greatest tools to support our clients. You know what amazes me about what you just said is that for every way that we try to defend from having information stolen or hacked into, there's always the other person on the other end of the equation trying to work harder than you trying to steal it. And it, it get it gets underneath my skin and you know well it does but the fact is if you took somebody who's that smart to be able to hack and steal you know they're using it for evil what would happen if they actually used it for good yeah and you know what there's some great people out there that are using it for good but unfortunately they're doing that against the people who and as you say are doing it for bad so it, it's unfortunate we wish that world didn't exist but it does that's what we're here for to help companies protect against those people absolutely perfect all right so mike here we go yeah. So what got you from being a gosling? And I mean, where, where were you, where were you hatched? Well, you're your very, very beginnings, right? What got okay. you from being a gosling to leaving the nest? So now when you left the nest, either you decided to leave the nest or you had a little maybe help from your parents who might have uh, gently coerced you out to fly on your own um, yeah. to where you are today. What is your backstory, Mike Nunn? Oh, gosh, where to begin? Uh, I think the most influential early career experience I had. Oh, oh, you, were, you, you weren't listening. Oh, you want very first. Where were you hatched? Where did you begin? Where okay. did Mike Nunn start? Wow, we're going back. Okay. Very beginning. So New Westminster, British Columbia, Canada. Um, born and raised. Um, same house, grew up in the same community. Um, for my entire life, I was fortunate, or up till, up till I did move out, but I was fortunate. Uh, I didn't do any moving as a kid, stayed in the same house, same community. So I uh, did a lot, I would say, to build the fundamentals of uh, uh, and foundation of community and family and friends and support. So that was that was fantastic in the, in the very early on. So uh, mom and dad, what did they do? Uh, dad was a senior executive for BC Hydro, uh, focused on compensation and benefits side, worked downtown Vancouver and in their Burnaby office, uh, retired now, uh, long since retired. And my mom worked in the school system. She was an executive assistant. Uh, actually, at the school that I went to, the elementary school that I went to, which is always fun because it's never great having teachers that can literally say, do I have to go tell your mother about this? <laughs> it's like, oh. You wouldn't have been able to get away with anything. Like you couldn't yeah. skip or anything. Like you were not accountable. Nothing. Yeah, I, I I had to be I had to be on point all the time as a kid. There's this, no this is where you learned your responsibility, right? From the very, very <laughs> beginnings. You had no kid because you had no choice. I had no choice. <laughs> Siblings. Uh one brother, uh older brother, Josh. Um great guy who works for a packaging company in Richmond. Okay, so everybody stayed out in BC, eh? Yeah, yeah, we're all here. We're all here. Okay. Cool. All right. And so, so you, so you, New Westminster, BC, beautiful part of, of Canada out on the I'm west a... coast. It's yeah. just, just like Saskatchewan, only different. 
And um, <laughs> so you started your humble beginnings there. Your your mom was uh, was in the school, so you had to behave, right? Yeah. Dad was an executive, so he was all about leadership and and whatnot. So walk yeah. me from that point that point forward. So you get your you know your your you had public school, same public school, obviously all the way through. Yep. Yep. Same school. So elementary school, uh, New Westminster High School, New Westminster. I, I guess if we're going to talk about being in Gosling and growing up, one of the one of the influential pieces, and I I don't think I've talked about this publicly. A few people know this, but uh, I was a fairly big kid. Uh, I was I was one of the biggest kids in my graduating class from high school. Actually, uh, it it molds it molds a person to be one of the bigger kids, and just the dynamics from when I was going through high school. And the different groups that uh, were present back in the uh, in the eighties and the nineties during high school, I guess all in the nineties. I guess I should clarify. But um, being that bigger kid going to high school, it's not necessarily the easiest thing to do, as you may imagine. Um, so that was huge for me in, in forming, um, um, I'll get social practices that was very much evolved uh, after high school. Graduated, uh, and I was. Uh, lucky enough or, or driven enough to lose most of all of that weight, 70 pounds in about six months, six, seven months, oh. which did wonders because the next step was uh, BCIT, the Columbia Institute of Technology. Um, so the, the seeing the two social sides mm-hmm. to going to school uh, with the different, different impressions that I guess uh, are present when you're, you're, the, you're the biggest kid in the graduating class versus not. Um, Still drives me to this day, uh, and the importance of treating others and the best way to treat them, um, and looking past people on the outside and looking to who they are on the inside. So um, that was hugely formative for me uh, in the the journey of going from the Gosling and leaving the nest. So that's interesting. So, um, so would you consider yourself like an odd duck? Uh, great question. Uh, I think everybody's an odd duck first and foremost. I, I, I don't think there's anybody in the world who has something that's quirky or unique or, 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 or odd about them. It's truly how you look at it. So I guess in that sense, yes. But I suppose living the life in school on both sides of, of the popularity and, and I'll, I'll gen- generically call it health mm-hmm. uh, coin. Uh, yeah, I'd say that gives me a bit of a unique perspective and view. Makes sense. So far, I like the answer because yes, we're all odd ducks, so that's good. I like your, I like your, I like your answer. Yeah. Uh, second part is, I guess, what what did that teach you? I mean, you're you know being the being the bigger kid and whatnot. So you know, and then and then moving over from that. So what what was yeah. the biggest lesson learned from that? I think, I think as I mentioned, it is just the perspective on how to treat other people. Right when you've received it, you you have a better perspective on how to give it and and how to treat other people. Um, um, treat them as people, as human beings. Don't take them for, for what you see on the outside, but understand them for who they are on the inside. I think that's probably the, the biggest piece that I got out of it. Cool. Love it. And it's the first time you told the story publicly on your first podcast. This is fantastic. <laughs> Mike, you're not going to... We're going to keep going for firsts. What All else right. can we do? That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. So, um, so now coming to the point, so you went to high school, what was your first job? Uh, first job, Safeway. I was a produce clerk at Safeway. Uh, first job out of high school. Taught me everything I need to know about produce. It was fantastic. I bagged groceries, and I'm going to age myself here. And it okay. wasn't. And before Superstore, it was Super Value. 
And, okay. And so I bagged groceries at Super Value, and then they went into the bag your own thing. Well, if that didn't upset the apple cart, but so I was also I was also in the in the first job grocery business. There you go. See, we got ties that bind. This is good. This is good. So, okay, so you got your first job, you went through high school, and then at what point did you leave the nest, and was it your doing, or were you kind of like gently nudged out? Well, I guess, candidly, I didn't leave the nest uh, for many years after that, as in leave the house. Uh, my parents were super supportive and said as long as I was going to school, uh, they would help support and uh, have a place where I could, could live. So there was no forcing out of the nest, so to speak. Um, so the commitment was always to go to school and continue the education. And while I was at uh, Safeway, I was also going to college in New Westminster, trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. I'm still trying to maybe figure that out. We'll see. Um, and eventually went and moved over uh, from college to BCIT, British Columbia Institute of Technology. So um, was still at the nest uh, at home as I was going through that post-secondary education. At what point did you leave the nest? Uh, I left the nest when I, uh, after I met my amazing wife, uh, and we uh, bought a place together. Um, so I was fortunate enough. We both were fortunate enough when, when we got engaged, we together, uh, moved out of, out of the houses that we were in and we moved into a condo of our own. So I was, I was very fortunate. I, I, I didn't have an experience that a lot of people have of living with friends or roommates or things like that, uh, post high school. So I went straight from the home nest to the new home nest. Uh, with my wife i uh i i lived on my own when i was 17 my parents moved and i said i'm not i'm not moving cities in grade 12 so i yeah. stayed i stayed on my own in the basement suite of a house in grade 12 good for you wow and, uh, tell you what you gotta you go on trouble learning up learn to grow up quick absolutely that's that's one way to do it so it was absolutely yeah totally different way of doing things so um okay so you, so what took you into bcit what was that draw to uh go into that world? I think most of it was, uh, I guess I would believe, uh, inspired by my dad. He was part of the first graduating class of BCIT back in 60, 66, 69. I forget the year. Uh, it's one of those two. Um, BCIT just recently, recently, a couple of years ago, had their 50th anniversary. Um, but that was probably the biggest piece, my dad's influence. I knew I wanted to be in business. At the time, I did not know what that meant. Uh, but it Dad seemed to be uh, successful with it. He had done well. I thought, okay, I want to, I want to be in business. What does this mean? So, uh, mostly through his influence, I decided well, I'm going to go to BCIT, and maybe it was the future interoperations person within me. But I thought, okay, seems like good value. Two years, uh, BCIT's got a great reputation. Two years full time, that is, uh, and out the other end, uh, I can get going on my career in business, whatever business means. So I took business management to BCIT. Uh, two-year full-time and graduated with uh, a diploma uh, focused on marketing. Oh, cool. So now, so let's take you from that point, right? So you've got, you've got diploma, you got your diploma in hand, you've got the cap is yeah. off. Now take me, take me from there to where you are today, Mike. Okay. So the, the first role, this is one of my big career epiphanies and learning lessons that I had, but my first role out of BCIT post-secondary, uh, I worked for a pneumatics company. Um, I had, uh, all the inspiration and vigor and drive that BCIT does a fantastic job uh, of giving. Um, I didn't really realize in that first career type job in business, using air quotes here, um, what it meant to work at that level and in that type of business. Uh, and I did, I did so well, I, I got fired from that very first job. And 
I am I'm happy to say now uh, I deserved it. I definitely deserved it. And I know I did. Um, so that was the first job. And I remember on the, the day I got fired, I phoned my dad and I was I was all upset. And how could they do this to me? And this is so unfair. And why have they done this? And my dad said, you know, why don't you come downtown? Let's let's have lunch. I'm like, OK, so drove downtown and had lunch with my dad and I have to say it was probably one of the, the best lunches from a career and growth and personal development standpoint ever, because I forget the specifics of what he said, but somehow in, in, a, in a fatherly way, he was able to help me understand that I was a product of my own results. I was fired because of me. There was no one else I could look at other, other than me. And if I wanted different results, I had to change me. Okay. And that it, it absolutely sunk in. Um, uh, it was great advice and I had a new job two weeks later. I just literally pulled up my socks, got right back to work and no, I can be better than this. This is what I've learned. Uh, reflection turned into a huge part of my career and life in general. Um, I got back on the horse and found a job in two weeks. Uh, and that next role that I found turned out to be a, a significantly pivotal role in my career. Uh, it shaped uh, it shaped a lot of who I am today and still what I believe in and what I'm practicing and executing uh, at TLC with. Hmm. That, that is really, is the, I mean, it's going to be go to our next question and this is probably going to lead into it, but that is actually yeah. a really great story for you and even for your dad to kind of hold up the mirror for you to take a look. Yeah. I asked him not too long ago, I said, do you remember that lunch? And he didn't remember it. He, he, he didn't remember what was said and what was talked about, but it was definitely way more impactful for me um, as the young kid trying to grow, wanting to grow and getting some, some of the best fatherly advice I probably ever could have received. Right. Yeah. What took you to TLC? Uh, well, after uh, that role I was fired from, uh, the very, that very first role, I spent the next 17 and a half years uh, at a packaging company, a startup packaging company. Um, I, I bring this up because I want to give credit and thanks uh, to the president and, and owner of, of that company, Rick Van Poole. He, um, uh, from the uh, teaching me the power of self-education, showing me that um, uh, when you apply a sound business philosophy and you stick to it and you do the right thing and you treat people well, you live by your vision and values, um, amazing things can happen as a business. And he was right. He was bang on from a giving back, from a growing the business standpoint. Um, that experience uh, at that packaging company really is ultimately what ended me at TLC where I am right now. Um, that, that was where I met the owner originally of the company of, of TLC Solutions uh, and how he reached out to me uh, about this opportunity at TLC Solutions. So I owe a lot of the credit to Rick Van Poole and everything that he did and uh, that company that we did, I guess I should say, to grow it from that startup to where it was when, when I left left that company. Mm. And so when TLC uh, approached you, yeah, how hard was that decision to make the shift over from, from the old company to the new? There was a bit of a gap in there because uh, I, had, I had left that packaging company um, purposefully from a growth standpoint, I had great experience in that company and had a ton of success and growth personally in my role in education, became lean certified and just part of a business that's growing and scaling and the constant re-evolution and, and change that needs to happen to support that. Um, 
but I had reached a point where I, I knew if I wanted more out of my career, I needed to get different experience. I needed to get more experience. And for me, that was working in different companies, working in different industries, having different teams, different challenges. So I left that company. Uh, I left the packaging company and I worked for a different company for a short period of time. Uh, I, I, I experienced the other side of the culture coin, uh, so to speak. Shortly, shortly after that, I was at a label company and I spent uh, almost two years at that label company. I really wanted to push myself out of my comfort zone. I had been an ops leader for 18 years in my career. And thanks to my tech group, I, I give them all the credit for this. They really pushed me out of my comfort zone and said, well, you know, you've done the ops thing. Why don't you try lead sales? I'm like, holy smokes, lead sales. I've, I've been the other side of the business for my whole career. So leading sales, I, I feel the leadership skills are transferable, transferables. Uh, and I, I believe the power and I live the power of, of networking and, and value in business, selling value in business. So I thought, okay, let's let's give this a try. And the label company was gracious enough to to give me that opportunity. And that was during COVID. So it was a bit of an advantage. I was new to leading sales, but everybody was new to leading sales in that virtual COVID environment. So in some ways it, it leveled leveled the playing field a little. So we still had a had a good year. Um, we opened up the business into some new markets, uh, and that's where I was when TLC approached me uh, about this opportunity. And it was from that label company that I, I moved over and joined TLC Solutions. Hmm. That is a very cool story. Thank you. I love it, I love it. It's yeah, so I've, I've had an interesting career and a, a lot of it has been around how am I constantly gathering the skills, pushing myself, uh, finding new barriers to the comfort zone in order to continue to make me better. Again, that same mindset of look in the mirror um, what can I do for me? What is this teaching me? How am I growing? Um, rather than staying in a path, how am I, how am I making myself better? So, yeah, you come across to me just from this conversation, just you're, you're just a lifelong learner. I mean, we, you know, talk about results, but results and impact and a lifelong learner. So it's big time. You, 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 you gather no moss. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Warren. I mean, just behind me, uh, these are some of the books uh, I keep them there on purpose. They remind me to keep learning. I'm a huge reader. I always have a book on the go, a new book on the go. What's the next book? Um, courses, conferences, webinars. How can I soak up knowledge? Because you're bang on. Life life does not stop teaching, so I'm not going to stop learning. So there you go. Perfect. So, so and then saying that, what, what book is on your nightstand right now? Great question. So Nine Lies of Business is the book. Uh, Marcus Buckingham. Great book. Um, I actually saw it. I was on a tour, a tech tour. I keep bringing up tech. I should get a commission for this meeting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was on a, at a tech meeting tour of uh, one of the group members, uh, and he had this book on display. So I thought, hey, new book looks good. So that's the book that I'm reading right now. It's it's a it's a great book. Uh, I'm truly enjoying it. But that's the one for right now. Um, and I just finished Amp It Up by Frank Stuhlman, mm. CEO of a number of uh, service. Uh, service, I guess, software service businesses uh, that he took public uh, and was very successful. So those are, those are the two recent books. Cool. Love it. All right. So this next question here, well, you might have already tackled it, but we'll just see where this is going to go. So okay. the question is, you know, what's, what is the greatest thing, and that could be either positive or negative, Yeah. 
right, that has happened to you that's ruffled your feathers, and how did you respond to it? You know, I, it's funny because I, I, there's probably two or three things that came to mind when I was thinking about this question, but I do believe it goes back to that first role out of post-secondary and being fired and the initial mindset of victim, right? Mm. Um, they don't know what they've done and how can this happen to me? And just all of these victim type questions and statements that were running through my head, because um, that's truly what I believed in that moment of time. Uh, until my, again, I had that great lunch with my dad and he, 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 he set me on the right course of reflection and, and looking at myself and going, wait, you created this. So that, that for me to this day has been probably the biggest influence in my career. The biggest uh, thing that ruffled my personal feathers, there's, there's been incidences in various roles and situations and companies that have, have played a piece. Um, but that I think as far as influence was the biggest biggest influencer or, or, or thing there. What was your phrase? It rippled the, rippled the tide. <laughs> rippled your feathers. And... Ruffled my feathers. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, That's definitely the biggest one. Okay. Um, you know, there's, there's that you know, famous statement of, you know, do you believe does life happen uh, to you? Does life happen for you? Yeah. And I think, and, and I, as I talk to a lot of different, you know, business people, entrepreneurs, uh, and I've had my own, my own personal experiences where, the crappiest, the hardest thing that that we ever went through was the yep. best thing that ever happened. It yep. just doesn't look like it at the time. Looks like it after. Gotta yeah. love hindsight. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And uh, and the, the learning that comes with it. So when you're in it, and again, it's interesting that you said, you know, you took that sort of victim approach. Well, look what they did to me and why me and look what, you know, like how can this happen to me and, right? And where you you know you know one of the hardest things I think we do as people is getting on the other side of our eyeballs. It is to to, to pull yourself out of any situation and try to look at it. Um, I'll say from an impartial point of view is is the hardest thing to do, and you're bang on, especially as you're going through it. Mm. That's that's again um, from ruffling feathers. That's why that that reflection lesson that I got very early in my career. Thankful, blessed, lucky. I'm not sure what the right word is that that happened very early on. Because mm -hmm. I think of, my sense is a lot of people, maybe that never happens. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was lucky. I was, I was lucky and I use it to this day. So it's been, it's been huge. Perfect. Awesome. So did you know, well, you actually did know because you were in my session, but geese fly 71% further and faster <laughs> when flying in the V formation than when flying alone. So very, very efficient. So what do you think the secret is, Mike, to having it, you know, your team or having a team fly in that V formation? Great question. Uh, I have a very specific answer for this because I believe this wholeheartedly. It's one of those things that uh, Rick Van Poole taught me at the packaging company that absolutely what I'm doing with TLC Solutions right now. And it's that consistency in communication and delivery on True North. Mm. And for me, true north is your vision, your mission, and your values. So they have to be meaningful. They have to be talked about. Uh, decisions in the business need to be made against those things and in line with those things. And I truly believe for a business or a team or, or a flock, whatever it may be, that consistency in delivering in alignment against that true north um, is what sets the difference and, and takes a business to whatever level it wants to go to. 
You know, as I say, when the geese fly in the V formation, one of the reasons they fly there too is they can all see where they're going. Yes. So there's never any, there's no one behind another. They're always, so as long as we have that vision or that, I call it the golden pond, yeah. uh, right? we know where we're going, right? Then then everyone can see that, right? And I think what you say is Bingo. so important of consistency and communication and knowing what that is. Um, I'm just intrigued, just the thought just came to my mind is how yeah. how hard was it for TLC to find their true north? Uh, I think it's still evolving to this day. Um, we're 15 months, 14, 15 months into my journey with TLC. And it's the thing that I continue to talk about because we're constantly adding new members to the team. Mm-hmm. So somebody in the company has heard it for the last 15 months and other people in the company are going to hear it for the first time tomorrow. Um, so it, how hard is it? It, I, I, I don't think I put hard into it. It's, it's just my job i need to live that i need to breathe it leading the company it's it's my number one responsibility is continuing to make sure there's clarity and understanding and alignment around our true north and making sure that i'm asking about it i'm inquiring about it uh i'm taking the pulse on it regularly that's my number one job in the business at least that's what i feel my number one job is knowing that it's incredibly important to have everybody feel in our business like they're on the journey together so that everybody knows where we're going and why we're going. So it's just the job. It's just the job. So I, I don't take it as hard or easy. It's just the thing that I endeavor to do every day and I go to work. No, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you say that because, uh, and I say hard because sometimes it, for organizations who don't know, some organizations don't know who they are. Some organizations don't know where they're going. They don't know, right? And there's so, there's so many unknowns and then people are all floundering around trying to figure it all out. So that's so yeah. fascinating that you know you 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 know you you know you know your north star you know where you're going you know why you're going there which is even harder to do why is a hard thing to find right it is. and then and then then add that alignment and I think there's a big difference between you know um, management and leadership They're two very very different exactly. things and so it, what it tells me is that you're a natural leader not a manager thank you yeah no I'm I'm a big believer that you don't manage people you manage process and systems you lead people. And there's, you're right. There's a massive difference between those two things. I guess I should, I should say, um, we deliver technology. That's our vision. That's our purpose in the business. Um, we say that once the first time we developed that in February of 2022, February, March, 2022, nobody gets it instantly. All right. We deliver technology. Great. Let's go do that. Like that, that doesn't happen. Um, full transparency. So it takes regular meetings with the exec team, with the entire company. I'm delivering tomorrow, actually, uh, our strategic plan presentation for the coming fiscal year. And that's a big part of the presentation that I'll be giving to the company is continued understanding and getting feedback, asking in the presentation, what does this mean to you? Uh, We don't have to be able to all recite the same thing word for word and memorize it, but it's got to invoke some sort of alignment and oneness between everybody. When we hear we deliver technology, what does that mean to all of us? Um, no one's going to be perfect aligned, um, but as long as we're all going in the same direction, that's that's my dream. That's my hope for the business. There's your seventy-one percent. So now here's my here's my question, Mike. Are you right. are you going to put joy into a strategic planning session? Yes. Okay. I, so our, <laughs> one of our values in the business is joy, to bring joy. And it's really the reason why joy and technology got mashed together to make technology. Mm-hmm. Right? So everything I do, hopefully you're having joy from this conversation, but everything that I 
try to do or, or want to do. I shouldn't say try. Um, everything that I do in the business, I bring joy. Um, I have to. It's one of the values. If I'm not living that value of joy, what does that say to the rest of the business? So 100% yes in the presentation tomorrow. I love presentations. I'm a presentation guy. I don't read slides. To me, it's all about great visuals and telling a story and bringing the energy and getting people excited and encouraging and engagement and involvement. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring joy. There's no doubt about that. I think that's why you and I get along so well. I um, agree. We're on the same page. Yes. All right. So let's get into it. We're going to dive right into the whole technology joy piece. And my, my question is, you know, so what are you doing right now to better the pond? What, what, what are you doing to make the world a better place? Yeah. What ripples are you creating? So you're in Android, and and how are you inspiring others to do the same? So let's dive into this whole thing of, you know, we know that you do technology, we've got technology joy, but what else are yeah. you doing? Because this is what really got my attention besides your great hair and such a nice great guy, but what the company is actually doing to better the pond. That's what got my attention. I, I think before better the pond, uh, the thing that I would want to mention, um, I, I think Personally, what I want to do to better the pond beyond just our business, beyond just our industry, uh, I'm very, very driven personally to, to not only be a, a good leader and a great leader, a successful leader, which I have a, a long journey ahead. I, don't, I think it's a never ending journey, but I also want to be a great dad and I want to be a great husband. So to me, those three, you can't sacrifice any one for any of the other. So from a bettering the pond standpoint, um, there's kind of an unwritten belief out there that executives have to be these amazing corporate soldiers and put in amazing hours. And there's a lot of stories from quote unquote successful people who are, uh, regret missing their kid's first dance recital or their first hockey game or whatever it may be. Um, that's not me. Uh, I just spent this last weekend at my daughter's Highland dance competition and I will always be at their dance competitions. And I will always prioritize that. I will always be there for my wife and we will support each other. And at the same time, I'm gonna give everything that I have to the business. So to me, it's very important from a bettering the pond standpoint. I'd love to better, better the pond from a leadership in general standpoint that it is possible to be good or great at all three things and not have to sacrifice any other. Because uh, they're all important, they're all important. So right. that's number one. Um, from a TLC standpoint, um, very simply, I want our company to be a place where everybody loves coming to work. Uh, most of us, there's some fortunate people out there, don't have to go to work every day, but most of us have to go to work every day. So because of that, why not create a place where everybody loves coming to? How do we build our people and culture systems? How do we build our internal communication systems? How do we improve everything about our business so that when people wake up in the morning, they're not thinking, oh, I got to go to work today at TLC. I don't want people to think that. I want to go to work thinking I am pumped to go to work today. I'm stoked. I'm looking forward to this. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. Um, so I have a huge role in creating that and expecting that of all of our leaders in the business to build that for the company. So that's probably the biggest area I'm looking to, to better the pond. Uh, okay. Of course, I think like many businesses, I'd love to be that business that every one of our customers, every one of our clients loves to partner with. Um, how do we get there? How do we continue to build technology and deliver technology into the business? It's an everyday battle, but it's a great battle to be fighting. 
it's one that I'm I'm looking forward to winning. Uh, is clients loving us as their partner, and then our team members loving us uh, as the place where they love to come to work? Yeah, it's funny. I had recorded another uh, podcast with um, a, a woman by the name of Shannon Waller from Strategic Coach, and they're out in Toronto, and love love Strategic Coach. But yeah. it was interesting. We were just talking, we were having this conversation about you know we're working with organizations that you you know or clients you love to work with. And as we sort of went into this conversation, it's like, well, well, why would you do anything else? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you just work with the people you love working with and just leave that? It's a, it's a, it's a small niche. Yeah. But it's expandable, and and uh, and that way, every day you get to actually love you get to love what you do. Yeah. No, I I, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So tell me a little bit about Technology Joy for kids, because there's ah. another way that you're bettering the pond. There absolutely is. So I'm a huge believer and supporter of business. If you can do it as soon as possible in business, I think it's best. But when the business is able to do it, give back, support the communities that you're part of. I think it's a huge, important um I'll almost say required or needed thing to do for any business. So that is the foundation and the reason for why we've recently started a new initiative at TLC Solutions called Technology Joy for Kids. And what we've done is we've partnered uh, with Big Brothers Big Sisters um, to find a way to take uh, not only our hardware and the IT that we have access to, but our skills and our knowledge to support kids who maybe don't have access to um, IT technology or education and understanding technology. We're doing that in partnership also with BC Tech for Learning, which is a BC charity that takes uh, old hardware, still good condition and usable hardware. They refurbish it, they wipe all the data off of it and they certify everything that they do and they make it ready for charities and not-for-profits and things like that, uh, businesses or organizations like that. Um, to draw from their pool of refurbished hardware. So we've kind of created this, this um, uh, um, trifecta of, of associations between us, BC Tech for Learning, and Big Brothers Big Sisters, and we've just launched a program that takes uh, hardware that is still fully usable from our clients, but maybe they've replaced it uh, or they've done something they want the latest and greatest. We have this laptop, we have these monitors, we have this IT hardware, we partner with BC Tech for learning to refurbish it. And then Big Brothers Big Sisters are then able to draw from that pool to support the kids and the families uh, that they work with to make sure they have tech uh, and they're able to access, uh, whether it's remote learning or courses um, that anybody else can without necessarily needing to, to foot the bill for a brand new Mac or a brand new PC or, or brand new hardware. So that's, that's the big thing that we're doing right now, and that's going to uh, evolve. The next step is partnering with B uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters uh, to do after-school programs where we can engage our technicians, uh, our, our rock star technicians, to teach, to share the knowledge that we have on whether it's just um, the internet or how to navigate a computer or um, just computer literacy in general. Uh, we'll work with Big Brothers Big Sisters to to develop a couple after school programs to support to support their communities as well. So that's that's what we're doing right now with Big uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters and BC Tech for Learning um, as part of our Technology Joy for Kids initiative. That's fantastic. I think you know, and I, I think I talk about creating ripples. Um, you know, you can help a 
a kid who's, you know, 10 years old, I'm just throwing that out there, and teach them how to use a computer, and you never know where that may lead them down a career. That may be the one person who, you know, who believed in them and helped them along and threw them on a career path. You, you just, you, you don't never know where those, where those ripples are going are gonna to go. Yep. And it was a big part of when we started, uh, when we started Technology Joy for Kids and when I joined the business, how do we use our resources for better? How do we use our resources to make an impact, a positive impact uh, and diverting hardware? Because a lot of hardware goes to landfill or recycling. Okay, well, how can we upcycle it and give it a new life rather than just residing it to, to, to a landfill or to recycling? Um, so that was a big piece. And then, hey, how do we use our IT knowledge for good as well. And that's how we ended up on the after school programs. So yeah, it's, it's, it's important for me. It's important for the business. We got a great team running uh, technology for kids at TLC solutions. So it's, it's been fun. Uh, and I know it's just going to grow. Then the best part is for anybody that does donate uh, hardware to us through us, uh, there are tax receipts available for that as well. So uh, supports, supports back to the businesses that do the donation. Right. Excellent. And we'll get into a little bit of that of how to do that. So that's fantastic. I love it. Like yeah, you're, you're you. better, bettering the pond and you're, and, you're, and at, a, at a young age. And it says that also tells me a lot about your leadership. It tells me a lot about your culture. Um, you. right. It says, it says a ton about that because you're taking what you've got, what you've learned, what you've developed, what you've grown and then help others along the way. So that yep. is absolutely fantastic. So important. Absolutely. All right. So the next question, what is yeah. one lesson that you learned along your journey, along your travels Yeah, that you would share with an entrepreneur starting a business today? Great question. Uh, I've lived this. So it's, it's, I, I guess I have the benefit of saying I've been part of doing this. Um, back in the packaging company, we did this. Uh, I've, I've seen all sides of this part of my business network and the, many businesses that I'm connected with. And it's what we're doing at TLC Solutions right now. And that is knowing when the systems and processes don't serve the business or the customers or the employees anymore. Um, it's being able to say, okay, when just use some generic numbers, when we were a, a one to $5 million company, this system and process worked really well for us. Well, now we're a $10 million company and that system or process doesn't work anymore. It's not serving us. I, I, I've seen it that a lot of the time that that old process that, that added a ton of value at the time, mm -hmm. it's continuing to be pushed and it's actually creating probably more waste um, than it needs to now that the business is looking to grow or has grown to this new level. So I think from an entrepreneur standpoint, uh, I've not been an entrepreneur, but I've been in multiple entre entrepreneurial businesses. I think that for me would be the biggest piece of advice I could offer is knowing when and trying to see when before it happens, that system needs to be torn down and built back up again with the current business or the next level business in mind. Yeah. I think sometimes it's easier to try to leave it intact. Oh, right. Time. Easier. Time. Right. So you don't want to put the work in. Well, and I liken it to uh, driving a car down the highway. Like you can technically drive a car down the highway in first gear. You really can. I would recommend it because eventually you'll blow the engine. So I, I liken it to shifting gears. So taking that business and shifting it into second, shifting it into third, fourth, fifth. And if you've got sixth, some cars got sixth, 
shifted into sixth, right? Um, so making those transitions, those evolutions in the business um, to make sure the operation is matching with the sales growth. That's that's mm. a huge, huge piece to scaling a business. So that would be my number one. Great, great lesson. Well done. All right. Exactly. So one, one last question I have for you, which you do not have there, Mike. All right. Are you ready? Oh, I'm, okay. I'm born ready. Fired okay. up and ready to go. That's what I love to say. If Mike, if you were standing on the top, on top of a mountain, yeah, and the whole world was intently listening to you, yeah, what would you say? What would I say? That's a fantastic question. Um, I think I would say something along the lines of what my dad gave me advice way back in the day. Um, what is this teaching me? Mm. I think I, I, I think is the number one piece to to enable that reflection. I, I think too many people, companies, spend too much time focusing on everyone else. I think um, comparing ourselves, comparing our business to others, um, prevents a lot of businesses from growing. Uh, and I think it prevents a lot of cultures from being everything that they can be. Um, I'm a huge proponent, and you could ask anybody at TLC Solutions this, um, I'm a huge proponent of look in the mirror. That's the only, only person you should be looking at. That's the only business you should be looking at if you want to grow, if you want to get better. Other businesses, other people, um, they're in different places on their journey. Um, they have different circumstances that they started with. Uh, they probably have different goals. Um, none of us are the same. We're all odd ducks. Everybody's unique in their own way. So with that understanding, why compare yourself to anyone else but yourself or yesterday's version of yourself? So maybe I'll evolve my answer and say that. Only compare yourself to yesterday's version of yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna write that down. Okay. Only, oh, okay. Say that again. Only compare yourself. Only can just thought of that right now. Uh, only compare yourself to yesterday's version of yourself. To yesterday's version of yourself. Very good. Woo, man! Like it'll put you on the spot, and you just like missed it. <laughs> Seems like that makes sense. Yeah, it does, make, it does make sense. Well, and I would say, you know, um, comparison is the thief of joy. <laughs> Big time. And you start comparing yourself against others. And then it's, it's, it's the thief of joy because you'll never, because everyone is so uniquely different, you'll, you'll, there's no there's no comparison. So what are you comparing against? Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, and then we end up trying too hard. I would say about, you know, I, cause as you know, I use nature as, as my metaphor and say, well, nature, nature doesn't try. It's just dust. Yep. It's funny. I, I use an example with my kids trying to teach them the concept of try and just doing, right? You, you put a pen or something on a table and say, try pick up that pen. And they're, well, okay. And they, they, they pick it up. I'm like, see, you didn't try. You just did. Some things are harder to do. Other things are easier to do. But let's not endeavor to try. Let's just do. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. It's and easy. It's fun. <laughs> it is. And it, it is. Bring, and it brings joy. Yes. So important. So important. 
this is, this is like your word of the year. This just keeps coming around. All right. <laughs> so I really want to thank you, Mike, uh, for your first, you, you know, as your first ever podcast and podcast, never. the only one in the world. Yeah. Uh, you did absolutely fantastic. And I really want to thank you for your time and sharing your stories. Thank you, Warren. If anyone wants to find you uh, and find you, Mike Nunn, or yeah. find TLC Solutions and actually learn about um, Technology Joy for Kids, where do they go to find you? We have a couple websites. Uh, I would encourage everybody to go to our main website, tlcsolutions.ca. But the fun thing that we've done with Technology beyond just using it as our word and our vision, uh, we've actually trademarked the word Technology and we own the domain as well. So by all means, go to technologyjoy.com and that will take you to TLC Solutions as well. So those would be the best two places to find me. Um, I'm on the website. Um, you can get a hold of me that way quite easily. So uh, tlcsolutions.ca. Yeah. Technologyjoy.com. Correct. Okay. And um, what about social media? Are you a social media guy? Uh, not so much. No, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I would say I'm fairly active on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm... I'm a believer that uh, distraction uh, is a cancer of business and productivity. So I, I, I'm not on any other social media platform. Uh, Instagram was the last one I removed myself from uh, last year. Um, so LinkedIn is pretty much the only place. Very findable on LinkedIn. Um, but that's it. That's the only one. Smart. Well, we'll see. There's, there's lots of different opinions on that topic, but it's working for me. So. Okay. Well, when you hold up the mirror, who's the most important person you know? The guy from yesterday. There you go. All right, there you had it, folks. We had a great time here with Mike Nunn from TLC Solutions, and this is Warren Berry, and I'm flocking off to take you beyond the pond to better the pond because we're better together. Thanks a lot, Mike. Awesome. Thanks, Warren. Have a good one. Do. Well, thanks for landing on the Better the Pond podcast. Do you know someone who should be in our flock? Contact Warren at warren at instinctivesolutions.ca to tell us their story. Until next time, what ripples will you create? Cheers. <laughs>